Oh my god, he did what? Yeah, he sucks. But he's so hot. This is Hot and Horrible. Hi, friends and lovers. Hey, y'all. How's it going? I hope y'all had a good week. Andre, did you have a good week? It's been such a good week. Let me tell you about my job. I work for the Sierra Club. <laughs> and I had a wonderful time, you know, curating events at Everybody Versus Racism. Andre's talking about my life <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I am tired, y'all, but I'm feeling energy now that we're here because we have two of my favorite people on as guests today. Mm -hmm. Very special guests. Mal and JJ. Hello. Hello. Welcome <laughs> to Hot and Horrible. It's an honor, truly. Mm -hmm. This is the podcast of the year. It Absolutely. really is now that they're here. Um, <laughs> I met Mal. It's almost our 10-year anniversary. Yep. We met in college. So the iconic story of our friendship blossoming freshman year, we were traveling to a frat party. It was the first frat party of the year. We weren't sure where it was. We got caught in a thunderstorm. And then, JJ, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, Mal, a man tried to kiss Mal. They rejected the man, and then he turned around, immediately jumped out of the window of the frat house. Like, head <laughs> first out the window. Yeah. And it was not a first story window. No, it wasn't. <laughs> was he okay? I don't know. We I hope so. <laughs> Did not go to check on him. That's fair. <laughs> I just remember locking eyes with Emily and being like, did you see that? <laughs> it was what? amazing. And then later that night, Mal hid me in a closet from a man that was trying to hook up with me. But he was horrible, horrible. Truly horrible. Not even hot. Well, I will. Yeah. yeah. He was hot. <laughs> he was hot, but he was like hot. atrocious. But an atrocious human. Mm. Okay. And that's how we met. And now Mal and I live together here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And they met JJ here. So how did y'all meet? Oh, you know, Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> Classic. Um, which is wild. You don't really hear a lot of people doing Tinder and then being together for over a year after. It's mm -hmm. really, it's a fun little thing that mm -hmm. happens. It was successful. You messaged me saying that you didn't think I would have bullied you in high school. Well, my bio was... If I didn't swipe right on you, it's probably because you look like you would have bullied me in high school. Mm -hmm. But, <laughs> and then, yeah, impl implication-wise, <laughs> because we matched. <laughs> Which so, was fun. Y'all have a beautiful relationship right now, but it was a little bit of a rocky road. <laughs> like the ice cream. <laughs> like the ice cream, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit? about that journey because i was right here for it but the listeners it's a not. you know it's a funky little journey and <laughs> it's it's my funky little fault um <laughs> i mean i wasn't gonna say it but well <laughs> whatever i am three years younger than now mm -hmm. um and i had lived here for two months when we met um i also had like a weird uh sort of serially monogamous history that made me be really weird and non-committal at the very beginning of our relationship which was lame and dumb mm -hmm. but it happened you saw the light I, <laughs> after i broke up well with you. okay after the spell. well you came 
you came back to me, but that's whatever. <laughs> How do we? Yeah. Here's the other thing. The other thing about that is that Mal insists that the magic that they did on me was not <laughs> on me, but their words are about me. Oh my god! But goodness. definitely did an actual witch's spell upon my little heart, which is fine now. Because, like, whatever, spell or not, it's a good time. But, like, I do feel a little tricked. Not tricked. Not tricked. Because it wasn't about you. Okay. Can't say that over and over. But context for the listeners, a few months before that, I asked Mal if they could cast a love spell for me. And they were like, Emily, how dare you even suggest that? Like, you can't manipulate someone's heart like that. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then months later, I hear from JJ... Oh, I found out Mal cast a love spell. And I was Whoa. like, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah. And then Emily <laughs> told me that. And I was like, well, I can't, I don't know how to do magic. So I can't unmagic myself. I guess this is my life now. Yep. Time to get Here in New Orleans. In it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck having lovely, wonderful feelings for a lovely, wonderful person. Y'all are oh, so no. cute. The worst possible outcome. <laughs> Did we miss anything, y'all? I think we are missing something. What is it? For our viewers, if you're comfortable talking about this, how would you identify? My name's JJ. Um, I use they, them pronouns. I'm non-binary, kind of a gender abolitionist, but that's obnoxious. <laughs> so we can cut that out. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Mal. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm uh, trans-masculine, non-binary. Love that. We're also gonna ask y'all about your past. Yeah, what were your previous dating experiences like? You wanna go first for that one? I got. I don't Was know. anyone hot and horrible? Were you hot and horrible? And well, you can start after kindergarten. Yeah, we always <laughs> start post kindergarten. Kinder, yeah, post kindergarten is definitely a good one. Garden. Anyway, I don't know. I um, was. I basically did. Uh, long-term relationships that were over two years for from when I was 14 until I was 22. That's a long time to be with another person. It was. And there's like the biggest gap between any of them was nine months. And that is a record that still stands to this day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so. That is unheard of for me, JJ. <laughs> it's something. It's good though. You I know Mal people. has some stories. Yeah, I have dated hot and horrible people, and I have definitely been the hot and horrible person. <laughs> um, I had a cold and uh, really bad congestion, and that usually leads to coughing in most people. Um, and I got told, well, why don't you just not? Like, can't you just stop coughing? I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. Cease Excuse me. This automatic <laughs> bodily function. Was it because it's date? bothering you? No, we were just in the living room, just hanging out. They, they had been, they had been together sit. for we a while. We had been together for, I want to say like seven or eight months, about. They just refused to let you break up with them. Yeah, no, yeah. I tried to break up with them one night, um, and it it didn't happen. It just didn't let me, and I was like, okay, I guess, guess we're sticking with it. <laughs> Why not? And stuck with it for... Many more months, actually. So y'all have listened to the podcast. And Andre and I talk a lot about our personal journeys and like when we've been hot and horrible or we've dated hot and horrible. And then how we kind of identified 
things that were standing in our way, you know, coming from ourselves. What sort of patterns did y'all feel like you broke to get into this relationship that you're in now? And what are some of the healthy parts of your current relationship? It's just a thing that happens as you get older too, but like communicating somebody where like they have an issue with you, they don't tell you, they're just kind of like like cold and distant and you're like what's going on is everything okay and like it's fine and then like they disappear and have like been going off in their little group chat about whatever your issue is and then they have like you're you're basically having a fight now with eight people i think that's terrible there's nothing you can do to fight eight people it's a losing battle no matter what you do even if you do have your own side of the story that you're trying to tell also it shouldn't really be a a fight either you know between you and that other person like it's you and that person against whatever problem that right. you're like trying to it wouldn't through. be a fight if it was just communicating yeah so when you encounter those people in your life what do you do block them block them <laughs> mal, <laughs> mal is a huge blocker i love blocking people oh my god my blocked list on my phone is like hundreds of people <laughs> um, um yeah, I'm a big fan of blocking people. Like, if they're not going to serve you and you're not going to benefit each other in some way, toss it. <laughs> Mal, yeah. can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you've worked through to get to this beautiful relationship with JJ? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is I used to be in, like, pretty codependent relationships um, where we depended on each other for everything. Um, either... I or the other person did not have a very big support system um, or like just no friends. (laughs) But what's really nice about this is that we both have our own individual friend groups, like our friends like hanging out with each other, but then we have other people that we can go to for almost anything. I feel like, like we don't depend on each other entirely. That's so important. Can y'all talk to us if you feel comfortable a little bit about like the Nashville queer dating scene. Toxic traits that happen in cishet people also occur with queer people. It's crazy. You're like, I thought we, guys, let's get it together. This is like the thing. This is like the thing that we've got. And you're <laughs> ruining it. <laughs> I think the biggest thing, though, in terms of the difference is that queer romance is a lot more direct as soon as it can be maybe is do you think that's because there isn't that sort of societal gender role placed upon it where there's an expectation that a man would ask you on a date Hmm. and would kind of be the one to be the pursuer and then the woman would kind of have to just follow but Mm -hmm. in a queer relationship or queer dating there's not necessarily that cultural expectation yeah oh absolutely Mm -hmm. it's definitely the pressure of roles and mm-hmm. things like that. I remember the first queer date I ever went on, I panicked and was like, I don't know who's supposed to buy dinner. <laughs> 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 um, but then we ended up just going Dutch and it was great. But yeah, like that was one of the very first thoughts that ran through my mind. I was like, Oh, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> That's so but again, interesting. That just could be a straight stereotype. Does that still happen? Do men typically buy dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) My bank account will show that. (laughs) 
I also think it's interesting, like talking about gender. I, I think there's this phenomenon on social media of um, like AFAB people, people who um, identify as women coming on and saying like, oh, I'm in my masculine energy if I help myself or do something for myself or if I pay for dinner or if I do blah 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 and I need to be in my female energy so a man is willing to receive me and be a softer version of myself which is so silly Mm. like anyone can be daddy yes (laughs) and I feel like it's such a trick of the patriarchy Mm -hmm. to kind of trick women into thinking oh you just need to be in your feminine energy when really it's still just trying to put women in a box Mm -hmm. it's because the patriarchy feels threatened right now i think and men too like that sucks it sucks for everybody involved it does yeah yeah it's so weird i had one of my roommates for like a year he would be like i really want to start dating but i just like I don't have enough money. Like I can't afford to date people. I was like, what is that? Go on a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. What are we doing guys? I think it's very like big city where you're expected to have money. I've heard the phrase like, don't date if you're broke. Our first date was at Dino's. Was at Dino's. <laughs> the dive bar. I yeah. also feel like we're having different experiences. I think like in my dating experiences, I never like, oh, I want to go to LA Jackson so I can take a photo there, go to this restaurant. I, I like go on walks a lot for first dates okay, wait. and stuff like that. You're so outdoorsy though. Yeah, but even if I wasn't outdoorsy, I don't think I would replace the walks with like a walk isn't that outdoorsy like just walking around in a park in the city is not outdoorsy I wonder too if this is like a hot and horrible experience Andre that you have yet to uncover it's like maybe I really think it is that that experience (laughs) is like part of the horrible of the hot and horrible of the people you go for Mm -hmm. I mean I could see it happening with how the influencer society and everything like that but that makes me sad and as your friend that's not what I want for you out of your dating experiences I want you to be with someone that's a little bit more genuine and more interested in getting to know you and not taking an aesthetic photo yeah. of yeah, the food right. that you're buying them right i feel like if you asked and you're like can we split it and they were like ew gross not worth your time immediately. that's interesting okay yeah. i just think straight heterosexual dating has so much to learn from queer dating because y'all are breaking all the rules and you're saying <laughs> you're questioning things and you're saying like why should one person pay over another person why should one person be expected to communicate more than the other person and it's making all of us question these things in our dating experiences that are honestly genuinely holding heterosexual couples back in their relationship experiences right because you have these perceived rules you feel like you can't talk about it and you mm-hmm. can't ask about those things and you mm-hmm. can't check in on preferences and things like that because you're expected to act a certain way and do a certain thing that is like the right thing that makes it so that now I get to get to the part where we actually are emotional and interact with each other as real normal people. Mm-hmm. There is a 
queer stereotype that on the first date you talk about the craziest trauma you've ever experienced, which like (laughs) take it or leave it. I don't love that aspect of queer dating. I think that that's, you know, it can, it can get a little bit much, but I do think that that speaks to like the, like that is, I think is an expectation of open communication and just being like bypassing any kind of small talk and willing to just actually get to know each other. I see that as a red flag, though. Mm -hmm. If I go on a date with a man and he trauma dumps on me. Oversharing is a bit much. Yeah. There's a lovely little space between useless small talk Mm -hmm. and, like, here's something I told my therapist this week. Yes. Yes. That is, like, let's have a real conversation about our real lives. Mm -hmm. For sure. Thank you for coining it a lovely little space. I really lovely like little that. space. <laughs> I'm gonna say that on my next day. I'll be like, let's just enter this lovely little space where we can get to know each other, but we're not oversharing. So I do have a follow-up question with that. So because communication is so clear and so honest, do you feel like a queer relationship progresses faster. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. There's a whole phenomenon with it's associated with lesbians specifically <laughs> called U-hauling. A lot of lesbian couples just move in in like a month and a half, two months, and you're like, oh, that's a stereotype. That's not funny. And then you talk to lesbians, and then most of them are like, yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's wild. I do think a lot of that has to do with like this idea of scarcity. Um, Mm. in like the queer community is like, okay, you found that one really good queer person. Like I got to hold on to them, Um, (laughs) which can be good or bad. Is that because the dating scene can get so incestuous? Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Nashville. And like, I feel like probably a lot of big cities, Southern Mm -hmm. places. Um, the pool is just so small. One of our friends Every time we go anywhere, they're like, oh, there's three people I've made out with already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the gym, <laughs> or like, you'll just go out and see, yep, hooked up with that person. Yep, made out with that person. Yep, we matched on Tinder and I, we recognize each other from <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show today and talking about your experiences and letting us ask you (laughs) questions and educating us and for giving us your energy. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. This is so lovely. It's a fun time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing these conversations that I think people need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're out there and you're straight, just talk to people like they're people. That's Mm -hmm. what I have to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, just right away. Just yep. get right to it. Mm-hmm. Have at it. That's my advice. Yeah, just communicate. <laughs> Game changing. If you're <laughs> if you're not straight, also do that. Yes. Everybody <laughs> should just, just everybody. <laughs> Everyone should do that, but some people I think need to hear it more than other people sometimes. <laughs> true, JJ. Thank you guys so for true. helping the straights. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so God, um he's got to do it. <laughs> Where can people find you on social media? Um, well, I am a musician and stuff. Um, my Instagram and my everything actually is my full legal name. It's just Jeff Halpin Jr. 
the way you spell Jeff, and then H-A-L-P-I-N Jr., but it's just J-R. So that wasn't confusing at Fancy. all. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have a social media presence, but everybody should go follow JJ. <laughs> okay. I love the support. <laughs> and Emily? My social media is at Sherwood Emily. And I am at Andre Country or Andre Country Life. And then follow our podcast at, at Hot and Horrible Pod. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. And don't forget to rate this podcast five stars. Bye, friends and lovers. 